Ricardo. All right, everybody, welcome to a brand new edition of the Swift Kicks podcast. I'm Alex. Our other hosts today, Ben and Steven, is back with us. We decided we'd bring him along. Uh, we have pitched an idea to him, though. We are looking at a League Two side in Scotland. Uh, I'm eyeing up either Albion Rovers or uh, Brechin right now. I think that we should uh, get the Venmo going for that, and we can make a bid, and then we can... Uh, Maybe make our way up and finally beat Celtic. Steve, what do you think? So these uh, both just such promising sides. Anybody can beat Celtic nowadays. So just uh, why don't we sponsor them both? Why don't we sponsor? Yeah. Let's just sponsor them both. Yeah. All right. We're going to be uh, 50 50 percent owners in both. How do you think about that, Ben? I'm in. I don't care who it is. I will pick blindfolded. Um, whoever it is will be our new new favorite team. And all of you, our millions of fans that are listening to this, will get on the bandwagon too. And our first purchase will likely be someone of the likes of Paul Pogba or Steve himself will be starting as captain. We have not decided what the payroll looks like yet, nor have we looked at a budget. It could be 20 bucks. It could be a couple grand. Who knows? Um, the one question I have is... tickets. Yeah, it would. We would put bums in seats. Even during COVID. That's how bad right. people would want to see you see, play, Steve. The real question I have is, do you have to get like a real estate person? Like, is there an agent that goes out on our behalf to purchase this? And if so, we got to find that person first. So stay tuned. We have more updates on our um, global capitalization project is how I'm going to dub it. Um, or screw Steve. Um, <laughs> either way you look at it, it's great. Uh, just a recap of two weeks ago, we, we talked to you guys a little bit and we got Cancel Steve trending on Twitter. A couple thousand hits on that one. Steve, we're going to keep you here anyway. We think you should have your voice heard. It's a pleasure having you on the team. So without further ado, gentlemen, how are we doing? How are things? And what's going on in the Prem? So I'm looking. Uh, it's not too many days that we start talking off about the Scottish Premier League. So let's get back to England. Uh, right now, we're looking at Tottenham is sitting on top. Uh, and you still have Liverpool high up there as well. Rounding out the top five, you got Chelsea, Leicester, and Southampton. Ben, they... Uh, they won big on a, on a late penalty decision, and that uh, knocked Man United down to six. What do you think of that? I think I said it last time. We're going to be in the top four by the end of the year, no problem. I think it's going to be an interesting kind of uh, season where Man United are losing most games at halftime. For the, those of you that gamble on the sport, when Man U are down 1-0, it's a safe bet. Um, they'll come back. They're able to uh, keep the – keep the goals flowing and, and they get back in the mix. They are currently sitting on nine away wins in a row, which is a record for them. I don't think I've seen them do that in my lifetime. Um, they're getting into a good form. Paul Pogba may or may not be coming back into the squad. He was um, in the tabloids this morning talking about how he struggled to get back to match fitness with COVID. He talked about how even at training, he wasn't able to get the energy levels back. Um, basically, overall, his fitness took a huge knock from the COVID that mixed in with the injury. Um, it was a rough road to get back to recovery for him, but he's back in and he really carried United to the win over the weekend. Um, but I think it really, again, speaks to the fact that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is the answer to Man United's problems. It will take time. It's not going to be this year. It might not be next year, but they are improving every year. You got to judge them on the, on the games. He keeps winning. He keeps them relevant. So I, I'm confident. Steve, any, any takes from the Premier League right now? Huming Song is world-class. Uh, yeah. It's crazy that some people still debate that on whether or not he's world-class or not. But if it, did you guys see that curler over the weekend? Holy smokes. Nobody, nobody was anticipating that. And just Huming Song in, uh, 
and Harry Kane, just that partnership is really proving to be uh, really something to watch. I mean, it's been happening over the last couple of years now, but it's really coming into effect. And I, it's just a, it's a, it's a lot of fun to watch. Harry Kane should probably be arrested. I'm just throwing this <laughs> out there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen, he basically uh, assaults people almost when he's defending headers. So back in England, they call it GBH over here. It's assault and battery. So gross bodily harm. Anytime you play someone like that and pretty much flip them to try to break a collarbone, it's it's egregious. Like it's a matter of time before he gets a fine. It, honestly, in my opinion, Harry Kane is one of the most overrated players in the Premier League. Well, he, he doesn't have the pace. He doesn't have the touch. And honestly, he goes around hacking people. Uh, Son is really what's keeping them relevant. Without Gareth Bale, they're nothing. So Jose Mourinho this year is going to ride them through towards the final third of the year, and then they're going to you know, crash and burn because that's what Jose does. Jose takes great teams with great potential and rides them into the ground before a season ends. Hear me out. Harry Kane's in the right spot at the right time almost all the time. It seems like he scores. He's like a fox in the box. Kind of reminds me, not the same player, but kind of reminds me of like Van Nistelrooy. In a no. sense, they weren't that fast. They Come weren't that on. fast. They weren't that fast. Good in the air. Just anything, any scrappy thing in the box, back of the net. That's true, but Nice Roy could finish from far out. And and he did have the, the Dutch luck, but I, I just don't see it with Harry Kane, man. I think Harry Kane is, you know, one foul away from getting himself hurt. Um, it's, you know, you're playing the sport. He's not getting carded for the, the tackles he's done. Alex, you'll probably describe it better than I am, but basically there's a whole thing trending on Twitter with it, the way he goes up for headers. What was the exact phrase of it? Uh, someday he's going to kill somebody. Uh, so he's basically <laughs> <laughs> he's bowling people over as they're going up for a header. You know, I mean, typical striker defense, right? I mean, it's not they're not exactly known for being the best defenders, but, I mean, this is just it's, – it's egregious. <laughs> you know, like you said – He's, he's going to get arrested. He's going to get carded, fined, whatever it may be. Um, but I was looking at actually, speaking of him being a striker, you know, you guys were talking about he's always in the box and everything. He's got eight goals right now. Uh, so he's sitting about seventh, fifth, sixth, seventh in the, uh, in the standings for the Golden Boot race right now. Um, Dominic Lewin from Everton is on top right now with 11. Sung Min Kim, 10 goals. So I think there's something to your point that, you know, he's really carrying – Tottenham through right now but I mean a, a duo like that but with two strikers that are sitting you know within the top 10 of that uh, golden boot race you know that's always going to put you towards the top of the table and they've been in a great run of form um, an interesting stat though that I saw was uh, both Leicester City and Aston Villa they're the only two teams that don't have a draw this season so you got to give it to them they lay it out on the line right they either go for the win or they uh, <laughs> or they lose um, but, you know, <laughs> Leicester City, three points off the top right now, sitting in fourth place. Uh, we, we talked the last time about them, you know, potentially hanging around there. Do you guys think that it'll, they'll still be there, Steve? I think they've got the strength. I, I, as long as they can keep fit. I mean, I think that's a, an argument for every team, as long as they stay fit. But, <laughs> I mean, I think they've got it. Jamie Vardy, keep doing what, he's, keep, keep doing what you're doing. If James Madigan, Madison can stay fit – uh, the back line, let's just keep that together. I mean, uh, I cannot pronounce his last name. Soyuncu, the Turkish, yep. looks like he's like a 1970s center back, just flowing hair, just chiseled jaw. It looks like a Rocky Balboa, like antagonist. Um, Do you have but, his poster on, on your wall? Is that what I'm seeing? Him shirtless in the background? <laughs> oh, no. no. Oh, that's, uh, <laughs> no. no. But, um, 
as long as they can stay fit, he just went out with an injury and he's a starting center back. But uh, as long as they can stay fit, I think they can actually finish top top five for sure. They'll be in Europe next season. We'll see how they perform in Europe this season because they're in Europa League. But yeah, I feel like Leicester have what it takes. I think anytime you get Casper Schmeichel, a key to being a top like five or six team, really, if you don't have the superstar power up top is going to be the keeper, right? And for me, Casper uh, Schmeichel is that. He's a, he's a good fit for him too. they got a, a couple of, I don't want to say easy games coming up, but a couple of games that they should win no problem with uh, Brighton and Everton uh, these next two weeks. And then, you know, they are going to Tottenham. So it'll get a little harder for them, but they should have a couple of games in the bag, no problem. Um, yeah. Alex, what's your take on Liverpool? Yeah, I think right now, you know, find a little bit of a struggle to continue the same form that they had last year. I mean, last year they were just a, basically a locomotive, you know, they won everything that came at them. They scored so many goals, uh, even in those tight knit games, you know, they found ways to win. And I think they look a little bit tired. I mean, they're still world beating team, you know, they're still one of the best teams in Europe, if not the world right now. Uh, but you know, they're drawing man city, uh, Man City sitting down in like mid table form right now. That's wild. Um, you know, which is an interesting point in itself. You know, Man City, you would think that they would be challenging, you know, top two, three teams. Uh, they're doing a little better than I give credit for. They're seventh. Yeah. So, but I mean, they're still, you know, for them to be, uh, what, eight points off the top of the table right now, that's not a place where you would normally expect Man City to be, especially over the past five, six years. Um, and I think Liverpool, you know, like I said, you know, they're pulling out a couple draws here and there, whereas last year they probably would have won those games. Uh, so that's keeping things tighter uh, up the top of the table. But I think that they're still going to give Tottenham a lot of run for their money. It'll be really interesting to see that table at the end of the at the end of December. There's From now, now is the seventh. Uh, yep. From now until the end of December, there are seven games that each, each team in the Premier will be playing. So that table is going to be looking super different uh, by, the, by the new year. Yeah, and of course, you know, there's so many uh, – uh, factors that are going into this season, of course. Uh, my team, Newcastle, uh, they've had a, a COVID outbreak, so a couple of games they're probably going to have to sit out here or have delayed for a little bit. So, you know, there's going to be a couple of teams, I think, that'll have, you know, some some games in hand uh, that they'll have to make up towards the end of the year, and that could uh, play a couple spoilers for a couple people as well. Um, also interesting, you know, Arsenal down in 15th place right now. What's going on there? I mean, you know, we're usually talking about them pushing for Champions League, Basically, Obama Yang, he just doesn't look like he has any belief in himself to, you know, be scoring goals or anything right now. Um, yeah, I mean, Mikel Arteta, does he have long to go, Steve? I think he does. I think he's got – I mean, well, how long has he been? Is this, this is his first full season, right? Yeah, I think he's a yep. year and a half. Yeah, I think he's definitely got – I think he's got to – I mean, 15th place. That's something, <clears throat> though. It's their That's worst start since 1981. <laughs> it's tough. I mean, it's you wild. hear him in the you hear him in the headlines. He's he's defending. Uh, there's been little uh, breaches of uh, like of, of of information coming out of of unrest in the in, in the camp. And he's been really trying to maintain like this harmonious. We're all in this together. We're all we're all backing each other. We're gonna get through this and all this stuff. But then there's these little headlines that come out. Uh, saying, you know, that's actually not the case. And, and he was actually confronted that uh, with, by a reporter in some interview. And he called out, like, in their interview, like, we will find who out who this is. 
and they will be disciplined. <laughs> but um, he's, he's, uh, I think he's, he's having a tough time uh, managing maybe the, maybe so much the, 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 the vibes, I guess, the, the atmosphere. I think Arsenal yeah. are lacking um, like a young physical player, right? David Luiz is probably the closest thing they have to a physical uh, player. David Luiz is pretty good. He's getting a little long in the tooth, uh, but he is pretty good. Other than that, Aubameyang is just not, it's just not top tier. Not, like no offense to him. He was good a couple of years ago. He's again, he's, he's 31. He's got very little support. O- Ozil's all right. I don't think Ozil's, the same kind of caliber as he was like three or four years ago. They've, they've built a team on very quick counterattacking soccer and it just doesn't suit them in a very physical league. Um, you know, Jose Mourinho over the weekend uh, during the London Derby was saying that he, he's headed places. He's going to be able to bring back the London uh, derbies. And that's, you know, a vote of confidence right there from a great coach to another saying like, Hey, this, this guy's going to make Arsenal something one day and it could be this year. Um, so I think it'll be interesting to see what they get uh, pull off over the January uh, transfer market. If they can get anyone in, they, they might be a, a good team. But the, t- the games they're losing don't make sense to me. Like, you can't be losing the Villa. You just can't have the form you've been having. They, they lost another one that was quite suspect recently. You mentioned Ozil. I don't even think Ozil can uh, – he's even eligible to play. I think at the beginning of the Prem season, they have like a 25-man roster in Arteta excluded him from the roster so and that does not that's not subject to be updated until the january transfer market so i don't think he can by the rules right. of the prime even play until then right yeah and it's just so it's this not, guy getting 350k a week and he he's at not, home yeah he cannot play <laughs> playing fifa right yeah exactly and then you it wonders the question so who are you placing with them and i, I don't know that you you have anyone but the other team i was thinking of was wolves they lost two on the wolves a couple weeks ago and they, they just don't look they don't look like a good team, right? They look like a team yeah. with two players and then the rest are kind of just out there. So it would be Except Kieran Tierney, Kieran Tierney's holding the left back spot down the Oh man. I rate Kieran Tierney. That guy's a, he'll be a leader at some point, but I'm also biased because he came from Celtic. Yeah, I think uh, you know, Mesut Ozil is what, thirty-two years old right now. I mean, he is not gonna be your answer. Uh, yeah, you're having a bad start to the season. Yeah, you've got a long way to go before, you know, maybe your coach wins back the locker room uh, or, or at least finds the winning formula again. But it's, it's definitely not going to come in the form of a 32-year-old player who you pretty much told, uh, I don't want any part of you <laughs> at the beginning of the season. So uh, I definitely think Arsenal are, are some people that, you know, they really need to look at themselves and, you know, look ahead where they can get a couple of easy wins, you know, get that confidence back up in everybody and, and go from there. You know who Arsenal should look at? Arsenal should, uh, the man to solve all of Arsenal's problems. I hear that there's an out-of-form man at Inter Milan by the name of Christian Eriksen. That's the man. Bring him. Bring him back to North London. He would be a, a good purchase. You know what was exciting? Two weeks ago, Man United played Cavani. Cavani came on. Yeah, that was a breath of fresh air for Man United. He is now under uh, investigation by the FA uh, for some uh, choice words he may have used. I don't know the full details of that, but he might be the answer to the Martial problem that Man United are facing with a winger playing up 
front. Um, I do think the prem is going to shape up and you might have the, the powerhouses all chasing it. One thing that's pretty cool about seeing Liverpool not run away with it at this point in time is it makes for an interesting second half of the year. Um, so if we can hopefully have a, a title chase, that'd be interesting. I do think United, I, I will say it's a little early for me to get overly confident on this one, but United are positioned that if they can't execute, they're in the running. Um, they're only you know a couple games off. They've got a game in hand. They'll be chasing it and sticking around. I think Tottenham, I truly believe Tottenham are going to fall off. I don't see them uh, be, being able to keep up the form they have. Uh, Jose Mourinho always comes into a club and, and does well straight off the bat. I think that's going to kind of pitter out. But I do think you're going to have Chelsea, Liverpool, Man United, Leicester. And really, I do think Man City will find a way to get back in that mix. Um, that's a team that you will see spending money to try to solve their problem in January. You know, they got deep pockets. So it'll be interesting to see where that goes, though. Do you think Man United, uh, their success will be – they'll need Paul Pogba in order to continue having some success and building upon what they have right now? Mm. Or do you think he's going to go to potentially – I mean, you know, French guy, but he's playing in the Prem now. Everybody loves to go down to London. Arsenal's probably going to be desperate. You know, is there a club that could potentially pick him off? I do think he'll stay in the Prem. I, I do think he will uh, end up in another Premier League team. You know, he was talking this morning about being a, a great team player and how the, the the league needs to keep – or the team needs to keep him in and he needs to put the team first in order for the team to have success, which is great to hear from Paul Pogba which was immediately followed by his agent going out on social media saying that Paul Pogba's out. It's all over. Get him out, which is a shame, right? Because obviously Pogba being a team player is a much more attractive purchase for anyone. I don't think he has the, um, the, the, the success for Man United to sell him right now. I think it would make sense for Pogba to leave. I don't think he's performing well enough for them to make anything back on him. Um, which does mean like an Arsenal would be a good fit for him. Honestly, I could see him not having to move in Man City, just sliding them in somehow. Um, so there's a couple Probably of teams. Action. Exactly. Uh, there's a couple of teams that I think he could find himself at in the Prem. We know he wants out, but I don't think it's going to happen until the summer. And it's just strictly because of the fact that he, he hasn't performed yet. You get a couple of months out of him performing well, and then he like quietly says, hey, guys, you've seen what you're going to get. I'm going to step back. He, he could go far. I think uh, Bruno Fernandez is the answer in Manchester United. We, we are missing that second center mid, though, without Pogba. Like, we truly are. Vanderbeek is just not worth it. I've dubbed him Vanderbeek. He's, he's not great. He doesn't fit the team yet. I think he's got uh, potential down the road, but he just doesn't fit the formula. So I think they need, um, you know, someone that can body in the center of the midfield. Paul Scholes, uh, for what it was worth, was a very physical player in the center of uh, Man United's midfield, and that's been missing for ages now. So you're not going to replace Scholes, obviously, but you need to get someone in there that can be physical for them to stick around. And if they can't find that, I don't see them selling Pogba on right now. McTominay or no? No. Got it. It may be down the road. That's another thing, Solskjaer, that I I think is – really getting a little bit of influence from Sir Alex is um, for those of you that don't know, that's not Alex on this podcast. It's Sir Alex Ferguson. Um, (laughs) You're seeing Man United reinvest in their youth program and they're starting to bring the youngins through. 
that takes a couple years to come into fruition. Autonomy may be the answer like in a year or two, but not yet. So more to come though, right? We'll see what happens. Alex, where do you think he'll end up? PSG. He's going to wait till the summer. He's going to go PSG, him and Messi. <laughs> They're going to make a dream team. Go for the Champions League. I would back the the PSG. That would probably that seems to be to the most likely for me as well. PSG, Messi. That's a bit crazy. We'll see, <laughs> but 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 I could I could see that PSG thing falling falling through. You, yeah. you know where Messi's gonna go? Where? To high, to Hibs. <laughs> no, no. I called his agent this morning. He wasn't having it. He goes, "How did you get my number?" And I said, "I don't know, man. You in? We got Steve." Hashtag Albie cancel Rovers. Steve, and they're like, Albie no. and Rovers. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, they're uh, they're not big into Hibs. Um, no, I think, truly, I do believe that uh, Lionel Messi, if he's going to end up anywhere, he's going to end up at Man City. I think he's going to end up at Man City very, very soon. Wow. Pep, little Pep reunion. That's the yeah. enticing factor here. They're going to kick lumps out of him in the Prem. <laughs> I cannot wait for that to happen. I think Lionel Messi is not as good as he gets credit for. He is something out of this world. He is extraordinary. He is a great player. He cannot play in the most physical games. He gets beat up. Not as good as what people say he is. Dude, he's not as good as Ronaldo. I'll take Ronaldo over Hashtag Messi cancel, every cancel day. Ben. That's not happening. <laughs> If if there's a discussion on who the best players of all time are, he is cool. he's he's in that discussion. Okay, let me put it this way, right? You're playing five aside. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Your options are Messi, Ibrahimovic, mm-hmm. Neymar, and we'll say for argument's sake, um, Scott Matanime. <laughs> okay. You got to pick one of them. Who are you picking? So really, Ibra, Messi, or Ronaldo. I mean, Neymar would be good at some five-a-side stuff. I mean, you that's think really Neymar? Good. No, no, no. He's not my pick. He's not my pick. Right. It's your pick, though. Who are you taking? I, dude, I'll probably back Messi. I'll take him through all the way. You're taking Messi? I'm taking Messi. Yeah, I'm taking Messi. Zlatan's too too big. Are these, like, in prime? Like, prime time? Not now, obviously, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't want a 39-year-old Zlats out in the streets. <laughs> I'd rather roll with Zlatan in the streets than Messi. <laughs> I feel safer. <laughs> I just think <laughs> I don't know. I, I still pick Messi. I'm still yeah. I'll pick Messi out of that group. Five Alex? side. I'd go with Neymar. Absolutely. What about you, Ben? Who are you going with? I'm taking Zlatan. I'm okay. taking Zlatan no strictly what. because if things if things go south, I like our odds. Like <laughs> see you in the gulag because you ain't making yeah. you ain't making it far. <laughs> it was Messi with? Uh, it would be awesome to see. Messi just change up that next gear because everyone kind of everyone's kind of coined him as what Ben said kind of you know he's he's used to the Barcelona way he's used to La Liga anytime he gets out of that like with Argentina or whatever things just don't go well it'd be really interesting to see especially because his play has changed so differently he's not taking as many dribbles he's not as taking as many people on but he's still this season's actually been his worst season since like 13-14 but he's been adapting well it'd be interesting to see to really put that test, throw him in the deep end of the prem, and see what and see what happens. Does he does he swim? Does he sink under Pep? I just, I think it'd be really interesting to see. 
that ends that conversation too. If he comes in. Oh yeah, for sure. 100%. Because that's the thing that Ronaldo, I mean, that's the thing he's done. He's been to England. He's been to Spain. He's been to Italy. And he's Boston everywhere. He's won the Euros with Portugal, but Messi has been limited in that discussion. But if he goes to the Prem at this age, something completely new embosses it. Yeah. Yeah. I think he has to. I guess right. that's my question, though. Is it too late for him to even be trying these kinds of things? Should he have done that three years ago, four years ago? I personally think so. I think it's a little bit too late. He's 33 in June, 34. I think it's too late, but what do I know? What do I you know? know what? You know, I know we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, the the late, great Diego Maradona, but one of the things that I think – People compare Messi to the greatest of all time, right? And they say he is that superb and that stellar of a player. The thing that I think sets Maradona aside of Messi in this scenario is what Messi does well is in a league and in a world where everything is a foul, you're encouraged to flop. And Maradona was playing on fields that were falling apart and getting hacked like no other, and still able to pull off those same things. And I think, you know, not to quickly and abruptly just shift into, you know, uh, paying a tribute to Diego Maradona, but I do think Messi is lacking something. And I think going to the Premier League does, does to, for me at least, because I'm one of those people that's kind of a doubter, it answers that question of like, if you want to be that good, go to the best league in the world and show it. And I think I'd recognize, you know, I, I'd have the respect of like, He's not in his prime. I understand that. But that also speaks to it. If you can go in not in your mm-hmm. prime to a top-tier team and perform and get results and put up numbers, no one is ever going to argue that you're not the greatest in the world. Yeah. The problem is, to me, he's just not in a good enough league. And then when it comes to international football, all the pressure comes on to him, and you can single him out, you know? The, the Diego Maradona thing is interesting, too, because, I mean, obviously he had the res- – he had the pro- he had the – success both at club and at the international stage but the club aspect of it too i mean not putting aside the state of the pitch what was ruled to follow what wasn't and just the whole i mean it's the same sport but it's completely different if you look some of that footage from back then and what 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 flew was a foul and what didn't yeah it's so different but he went to napoli diego maradona went to napoli at a time when they could barely make ends meet financially and single-handedly resurrected to, to two titles, the Europa League, uh, that alone. I mean, it, it, Messi's done, you know, most, most success at Barcelona, but that was with a, a pretty well-established team. Yeah, the 08 to 12 period of dominance under Pep, that's, you know, that was in the works, climaxed, and, and it's kind of, you, we've, we're now seeing the, the shattered remains of Barcelona now, but I think Diego Maradona, it's a really big testament is just how much he did single-handedly in a situation where everything was really stacked against him, but still brought on all that success. Yeah. And, you know, he agreed. He brought that on, you know, internationally as well. Uh, we hate to talk about it as, you know, fans of the England national team, but he, uh, you know, the hand of God be what it is, you know, I mean, it's iconic nowadays, right? Uh, and then the goal of the century where he just basically carved his way through England's defense, uh, the 86 World Cup. And, you know, you, those are 
clips and highlights that you can watch any generation and you'll know that that was phenomenal. You know that that took skill and that's just, that's something that's raw. Like it wasn't a, a complete fluke, you know what I mean? Uh, and Maradona really just, he had that within him all the time. Uh, even going into, you know, his coaching career, you know, he had a, <laughs> a, a storied past and he made a storied future uh, with everything he did. Um, and, and, you know, comparing that to Messi is a little, a little rough, but, you know, they're both, you know, sort of the patron saints of Argentina right now, especially in the soccer world. Um, and I do think, you know, Maradona definitely, I think, carried that torch uh, a little further than, say, Messi is or ever will especially if he stays at Barcelona for his entire career, you know, as, as admirable as it is to have a player that, you know, really sticks it out with a club nowadays. Um, it's definitely when it comes down to the conversations of who the real greats are, it's what were they able to do when they needed to adapt. And I think Ben, you said that, you know, the whole system has been built around him since he was basically probably 14, 15 years old. You know, they saw this kid coming up through Barcelona. They basically paid for his surgeries to make him, you know, a-okay for them and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, and he's repaid that to them, you know, that debt to that club, he definitely has repaid that. But he, uh, I think it's, it's probably a little past time that he's figured out something else on his own to go do something else. Right. And you know what is a shame is we're sitting here and, and really shaming a great player right, for yeah. <laughs> sticking with and being loyal. You know, I think it's like, sick. I think it's right. sick. He's, he's being loyal <laughs> to a team that he's been with his whole life. And that's there's something that should be said to that. Yeah. I just do think it's the Spanish league at times lacks the, the competitive edge that some of the other leagues have to offer. Um, yeah, I, I think, think it's even just the Bundesliga at times. It's the curse of, you know, the, the modern world where, where people have to – you know, when you come down to these conversations. And, of course, he, it happened at the same time when Ronaldo was around, when a little bit when uh, Ibrahimovic was in his prime, you know, when all these other great players have really come through and shown through, you know, it's like it's inevitable. You're going to compare them to everybody. And there's always going to be the conversations. Uh, so it's unfortunate in that respect. But at the same time, you know, if, if he cares about these kinds of conversations, then I think he knows in the back of his head that, you know, he's got to go and, and uh, maybe try something different, but you know, it's obviously up to him, up to uh, family decisions, all that kind of stuff. So we'll see where he ends up. But my money's on PSG still. <laughs> yeah, I, I could see that easily. I think that would make sense, but you want to talk about a soft, soft league. The French league is about as soft as they come as a fan. I want to see him go, go to the real league. Yeah. Go to the uh, Scottish yeah. Second Division, Albion Rovers FC, <laughs> named the Wee Rovers. Uh, 138 years of history, <laughs> play at the ground of Clinton Hill, of 1,500 capacity. I mean, you know, he's, we he's sell seats. We sell that thing out. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> right. And night. if you're looking for directions, there will be a guy named Steve with a yeah. <laughs> Peter Crouch-esque mustache on a corner wearing a poncho. Just ask him. He'll give you directions. He'll take you to our suite. It also seconds as a changing room, um, but that's that's where we'll be. I can see yeah. it now. Yeah, absolutely. It's done. Um, ben, can you tell me where Danny Welbeck is? Where in the world is Danny Welbeck? So in today's episode of Where Are They Now, we would like to know where Danny Welbeck is. It took me a while, but I believe he's at Brighton. Is that right, Steve? That is right, but not uh, 
he was a uh, free agent before, so he was actually in the in the gauntlet of trying to find employment. He he, he was uh, on Indeed.com looking for a bit uh, <laughs> at, at various various job job listings before Brighton Knox. So lucky How? for lucky for Danny, but he's employed again. How did that happen? Right, like you go from being a Man United star, kind of like he was he was doing well there. He did. He was there for what three or four seasons. Then he went to Arsenal for another four seasons. Ends up at Watford and now Brighton Hove Albion. Yeah, was at Watford. Watford got relegated. Had to cut. Had to had to correct the the ledger and uh, Welbs got the boot. <laughs> he got he scored ninety two goals in three seasons for Man United. Like, think about that. That's crazy. And then he just ends up at Brighton. And then they just use Martial instead. <laughs> like, no. <nope. laughs> well, I remember I mean, when he, he left, he Cup. was like, that didn't make sense to me either. Right. <laughs> He's a world-class player that just something happened. There's got to be something there with his attitude or something, right? Because teams well, don't want to hold class. on to him. If we're throwing Danny Welbeck under the world-class umbrella. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. You don't think so? World-class? No. That's a, that, is a, that is the upper echelon of, <laughs> of labels. And we're just throwing Danny Welbeck into that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to go he back started to your, in a World Cup. <laughs> to go back to your uh, <laughs> to your analogy of who would you pick in a five aside match? <laughs> if Danny Welbeck. Yeah, Danny Welbeck. <laughs> you throw that line Sign him up. <laughs> I'll take your him. First choice. <laughs> I'd like to sub, sub revise my last pick. Yeah, not Zlatan. Sorry, Welbeck. Danny, you're in. You're in. Yeah, Danny. <laughs> oh yeah, I heard you're looking for work. You're in. Your your well, resume was referred to me. I'll you do have to give heartbeat. it to them. He, he did have like I'm pretty sure he had his ankle like twisted the other way around in 2018 uh, against Lisbon. Yeah, but, he had a lot of injuries. Yeah, but you know, I mean, if you if he was world oh, class, as I'm just saying, as, <laughs> did the injuries plague him at United, no. and that's why they sold Let's him, or did the injuries plague him at Arsenal? Uh, How do you define world class? Not Danny Welbeck. That's that's my <laughs> definition. <laughs> I define world class as starting in the World Cup, right? <laughs> and that's that's how I'm sticking my story, and I'm sticking there's, to. There's it. a lot of people that, that fit within that. Let's name some, some players that have played in the World Cup. Pickford, England's keeper alone, should be enough reason. Oh, Jordan <laughs> Butterfinger, Butterfingers Pickford from Sunderland <laughs> yeah. should never be allowed near a go. net, let alone be in a conversation about world class. Uh, Shola Amiobi, former Newcastle United star striker, who scored a goal against Barcelona in the Champions League. That's world class. He played for Nigeria in the World Cup. So by your definition, I mean... Didn't John Joe yeah. Shelby start Hold for up. England in like 2010? Is he yeah. world hey, class? Hey, 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 Steve. <laughs> we don't judge. This is a no-judgment zone. But with that in mind, with the no-judgment in mind, too. I did read how many... Yeah, he is. I did read how many goals Welbeck scored for Man United. Completely wrong to the point that I had to fact check myself. He had 92 appearances in four years. <laughs> it's like 20 goals. So let me uh, just retract that statement from earlier. Danny Welbeck right. is uh, B League at best. Hibernia can afford him. We should go yeah. after him. Yeah, Albion Rovers, the wee Albion. Leave, leave, leave the south. The warm of Brighton, the south coast. You, that's. Come up to Hibs. <laughs> Come You've on up to never Scotland. Never been to Brighton. <laughs> <laughs> you, 
Yeah, warm oh, coast is, is about as good south? of a take. Is it Brighton in the south? <laughs> it is. It is, but it's about <laughs> as well of a weather take as uh, Ben's take on Danny Welbeck being in world class. <laughs> I would like to imagine that Brighton is, is warmer than Scotland. <laughs> the Costa del Brighton maybe. just doesn't, doesn't light it up so much in February. <laughs> he goes, maybe. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. That's going to be good for the... So the, now we've absolutely wiped uh, Danny Welbeck and uh, Brighton. Poor Brighton. Let's talk about... Sorry, uh, Brighton. Jetro Willems, uh, another former Newcastle player. Uh, he apparently smuggled cocaine when he was a nine-year-old, uh, stuck it to his legs. That's how he was able to get from Curacao to the Netherlands. Uh, seems to work out pretty well for him. Uh, still playing, you know, top league football. Ben would say world-class football for uh, Eintracht Frankfurt in Germany, and he wants to make a return to Newcastle. So, I don't know. What do you guys think? Should we let him back in? Knowing the news? Stuck it to his legs. He just used them as the bricks as, like, shin pads, right? Yeah, just had absolutely. had like, really thick shin pads. Yeah, this is – he was, he was, was like, using, like, what are you, using like, them as leg weights. <laughs> like, man – Usually people like the pros use those really thin shin pads and this guy's just walking in with bricks. So like, that's kind of strange, but okay. Okay. Yeah. Play with those. Newcastle needs some love, man. Newcastle <laughs> needs some serious help. Yeah. You know, we talked about Leeds earlier trying to stay up. Yeah. I think Newcastle fit that same boat of like, if they stay up and survive, it's considered a success, but they've been in the league for so long. Yep. You just wonder what it's going to take for them to come up. Yeah. New, um, Newcastle wants love. Mike Ashley does not. No. I mean, Mike yeah. Ashley wants a paycheck. And, uh, well, it seems somebody was willing to give it to him, but, you know, Premier League denied him. Uh, yeah. I mean, I will say over and over again that we are two games away from being in a great spot. We are currently two games away from being in, like, fifth place in the league and being like, wow, this is a really good season. Um, and, honestly, that could be one player, you know, that can make that difference and it's not Jetro Williams, it, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I think what, what Newcastle have going for him right now, they are looking – Mike Ashley is looking to expand his uh, market, and he is trying to acquire Debenhams. So at least Newcastle might have a discount at the, the supermarket store – not supermarket store, the box chain store, Debenhams. Uh, so Newcastle has that going for him, but that may mean they get relegated. Yep. I think we should get uh, Callum Wilson. Save him from relegation from... in January. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hot take. What, what did you just say? <laughs> what would save him from relegation is 92 goal Danny Welbeck. Yeah, I mean, dude, rare, rare form, unheard of, world record holding. Un, unheard Danny of. Welbeck. <laughs> Quite literally. You heard it unheard. first and last year. <laughs> so, this new slogan for the show is uh, Swift Kicks Podcast. It might be made up. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, um, I do think do we've had a, a, a good old time. I know, dude. I'm having to Google my own stuff because I'm like, that didn't sound right. <laughs> um, but it's been all over the place, and it's late. Uh, you know, yeah. let's just blame it on the weather. It got cold yeah. up here. It's not bright and cold, but it's cold. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cold. <laughs> Steve, um, so after last episode and cancel, Steve was going. Um, one of the questions that came in from one of our fans uh, was regarding the boot reviews that you were doing. And mm -hmm. the, the question, hashtag cancel Steve, was does Steve have a foot fetish? And <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just the, the gross knowledge question. of football. What makes you have such a passion for football boots? I feel like um, 
That's a tricky question. I feel like we all just find little bits of football that we really, really enjoy. People sometimes like the throwback kits. Some people really like like the old like the the old school grounds. People like different bits of like like sometimes like football like commercials, like the Yoga Bonito videos. Like some people really just have obsessive like things with those. There's just a lot of things that people kind of pick and find that they identify with or not really identify with, but just that they that draw to them and the tech when it comes to boots and the evolution of boots and how they changed from 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, and that whole timeline, that story that goes behind each boot and the making of each boot and the development of each boot and the life cycle of the boot. I mean, that stuff's just really interesting to me. Um, there's a lot that goes into that. And when you see, when you see it in success, whether it's in marketing or performance on the pitch, like some boots even ge- like generate their own, like, like culture, like mini culture, like the predator manias in 2002, like that has like their own like subculture of, of pred heads that just like are obsessive on those. It's just cool stuff like that. That stuff's always drawn to, it always been appealing to me. And, uh, and you also the jobs like that I've had over the past where, I, where I've, sorry. <laughs> I said, and you also like feet. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the undeniable truth that, <laughs> I can't, I can't stop thinking about feet. So (laughs) no, I think you're onto something though, Steve, I feel like football boots have always been like that one bit of the game that we all have our own individual memories with, right? You build a relationship with your favorite pair of boots. You just, you you discover the ones that you really like and what Mm -hmm. it is about it. And I I don't know about you guys, but I can remember that first really nice pair of boots that I had. And it's just like, yeah, you never forget them for the days. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, all right. So to wrap up the show, you guys ready for this? I've got Absolutely. two things. I want to know one, who your upset of the upcoming weeks is going to be. If you can think of it quickly Two, who your actual five aside squad would be. Can I take question two first? Yeah. We'll start with the five aside squad. Can they be retired at current players? Whatever, man. You got to play today. Is it on? Zidane. <laughs> uh, I pick Zidane. Um, we'll throw in. I like a Thierry Henry in that as well. An informed Thierry Henry. R9. Paolo Maldini. And Xabi Alonso. That's my five. The greatest midfielders of all time, for sure. Um, I'm going to go next. I think. Or did we pick goalies as well? Yeah, you have to have a goalie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Right. Go yeah, ahead. Steve's already 5-0 down. R9, <laughs> R9's getting the gloves. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, I'm going to go with Iker Casillas and goal. Uh, Ronaldo. Which one? Not the fat one. <laughs> Got it. The new, new age. <laughs> uh, you know, Fernando Torres. I think he'd be a phenomenal five-a-side player. Wow. <laughs> wow. What a shout. Okay. Uh, Iniesta. And David Luiz. He'd be a fun one in the back. David Luiz. Yeah. What about you, Ben? I think, I think, I'm, I think I'm going Fabian Barthez in goal because he's yep. a sweeper keeper. Um, no problem there. I think probably – Ibrahimovic. 
I'm sticking with Ebra. I've got belief in you, Ebra. Ebra, I know you listen. I trust in you. Right? Well, where's Welbs on the team sheet? He's uh, <laughs> he's the manager. He's the caretaker manager in my. He's absence. on the bench. Um, yeah, <laughs> I've left him out. This is a world class A side. He's on my B side. Um, Ten minutes so, ago, he's in the world class team. He's not no more. <laughs> he's Steve, lost the label. We, we fact checked myself and we went over this. We, Danny, let me live. World class. <laughs> LML <Wolfpack>. over here. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna watch. He's gonna get bought by Man City next week, and you guys gonna be right. like, "How? How did you know?" I'm like, "Dude, I, I got the vision." Anyway, <laughs> I'm going. Nah, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go a completely different route. I'm gonna go Pickford in goal or David Seaman because it's all time. So David Seaman in goal. I'm going Vardy up front uh, with Harry Kane and Johnny Evans, and the last guy is a roaming spot for whoever's not informed from England. Paul Gascoigne probably. I don't know. Gazza. No. I was gonna, I was gonna say I wanted to play Alex's team because David Luiz probably scoring his own goal, but you've yeah. got Johnny Evans. So. That's terrible. <laughs> I mean, we know he scores. Two, two nil lead already. No, <laughs> I would go Bartez. I'd go Bartez. Probably someone like Yapstam, um, Ibra up top, Ronaldinho, and potentially Ronaldo. I think that those that Which would one? be my squad. The, Cristiano. I'm just going to go out on a whim here and be sentimental and just say yes. that I would pick uh, Scuba Steve and Alex. Just saying. Thanks. Anyway, you, we beat I, them all. I'd put you guys on my squad. I wouldn't put you well, on I appreciate that, so. but uh, I, would, I would think... <laughs> <laughs> I've left myself out. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we, just get, we just get roasted. Yeah. <laughs> you just watch. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm going to just sit from the stands and be like, look at these pricks. <laughs> I don't know them. I don't know them. I don't know. Who so picked bad. them? I'm not the coach. That's uh, great. Oh, man. Up and coming uh, football, real quick. Upset of the week. I'm calling it right now. It's kind of a, a lofty one. I don't think it's going to be a complete loss, but I do think uh, Tottenham could tie Crystal Palace this weekend. Mm. can see it. can see it. I'm going to go with uh, Burnley beating Arsenal. Yes. It's a world class. Yes, it is. I had to look back at the dude. Jog on. <laughs> Everton beats Chelsea two one. Yeah, I could see that too. Everton so beats I, Chelsea two one, and they turn around their form again. Yeah, I could see that. Jamie well, Vardy will be smashing in the corner flags. Yeah, left right. two two foot of goalpost. Then I'll be impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, hardo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's amazing. All right, so I think Ben was trying to wrap things up, so so I'll take I'll take that uh, honor on. Uh, plenty more to come up in this uh, these next coming weeks in the Premier League. We'll see how Danny Welbeck returns to form. Uh, we are going to keep an eye on Albion Rovers in uh, League Two of the Scottish Premier League right now. Uh, currently, they're lost two games in a row, so uh, tough tough hill to climb for them to get out. But, uh, yeah, if you guys want to back us on that. We can turn it around for you. Absolutely. Send us some money. Um, I don't know. Just however you contact us. Uh, do that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we'll be glad to accept your money no matter what. It'll definitely go towards our Albion Rovers <laughs> purchase. Absolutely, 100% of it will. Um, so, yeah. Hashtag uh, cancel Steve 2020. <laughs> and cancel Ben for his horrible takes. Hashtag uh, Danny well, 92 yeah. gold Danny Wellman. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, thanks guys. Well back. <laughs> yep. So for more of this, please go right. to Spotify, <laughs> Apple Music, uh, iTunes, wherever you you get your podcasts. And uh, for more of these trash takes, just just keep listening. Thanks guys. <laughs> <laughs>
Cardone.